Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 21, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a bunch of stuff on the docket because we're going to use today as a learning experience, a learning opportunity. How's that? Well, number one, I'm going to explain why I had to beat away traders who wanted to short the market with a stick. Number two, we're going to talk about the 462.25 and gain an understanding of what that was. In short, it was today's target. The main question then becomes, target from where? Right down there, 457, give or take. We're going to get into that later. You might want to get out your pad, pencil, sticky notes, all that stuff. Why? Because I'm going to show you exactly where that came from. I'm going to show you inside my head. Before we do that, let's get back to the daily chart. What's jumping off the page? A, they went right into the 20-period moving average. Blew right through the 50, right into the 20, which is essentially the last line of defense from a moving average perspective. Interestingly enough, the 20-period moving average today comes in at 462.82. That's on the daily chart. And today's close, unless they adjust it in the next few minutes, was 462.86. No accidents, no coincidences, period, full stop. Question then becomes, where are they going? I have an idea. I have a plan for the next shorting opportunity. We're not there yet. Let's talk about it a little bit. Where are we? We're entering the holiday season. We had a tinfoil hat event. What happened? The market traded down into the tinfoil hat event and got a bounce. We talk about that all the time when we bring up the tinfoil stuff. The market's trading up, you look for a turn back down. The market's trading down, you look for a turn back up. Doesn't mean they're going to new highs, but I want to mention something that's on my mind. Maybe it enters into the world of conspiracy theory. However, I know many of you like that, so we'll go with it. What would cause the market to catapult to new highs? Here's what I'm thinking. You got the Senator Manchin from West Virginia. He's a no-go on the Build Back Better deal that would increase inflation and flood the economy with more money that we don't need. And by the way, again, economics takes hold, and if they did that with or in the same time frame that there is an existing supply chain issue, logistics issue, the cost of stuff will absolutely continue to rise. Who knows where it would go? However, here's what I'm saying. Let's say that sometime next week, when nobody's paying attention, around Christmas week, they cut a deal with Manchin. All of a sudden, instead of a no-go, he's now a go. Listen, they don't really give a shit at this point what the deal is. They only want to pass the bill to give themselves a W and make it appear like they're saving the day for the American public. It's not what they're doing. That's what they're telling you they're doing. Just keep in mind, like everybody else, they're always wrong. They lie about 99.97% of the time. So here's what I'll say. Beware of the rope-a-dope. What's the rope-a-dope? I'm a no-go, and then a week or so later, all of a sudden, he's a go. Now, even though it would essentially be not good long-term for the economy, the markets, all that stuff, inflation, however, you'll likely get a big rally on the news. It's a jolt. Any excuse they can find to jam price higher, they're going to take the deal. We're in the 
seasonal holiday period, the volume is generally speaking going to remain light and get lighter right through Christmas. Are we likely to get further bounce, further rally this week leading up to Christmas? I wouldn't necessarily bet against it. There's a gap up here. The gap happens to be, at least it's my gap, 466.45. That's not my number. It's higher. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. I'm going to give you the bull case just so you have an understanding of what we're talking about. Here's a low. Here's a 100-period moving average. Here's a higher low. Essentially, they ran a test and they bounced away. That's a successful test for now. If they're back down there, I wouldn't necessarily bet on another successful test. But for now, they've run a test. They sold off. They're now bouncing into the Christmas holiday. It's normal garden variety market behavior. And by the way, we knew about the tinfoil hat event. And by the way, they were trading down into it. So it's not really a surprise that today was a big up day. Now, what was the title of last night's video? How about do for a bounce day? No accidents, no coincidences. Just looking at the 240 chart for a moment, you can see there's a convergence of moving averages right above current price, the 50 and 20 period moving average. Does it make sense that they're going to get up into those? Yeah, they're going to get up into those and they're going to fill the gap. We don't know whether they'll do it tomorrow, but they'll likely do it before Christmas. How do we know that that's not going to happen? You go back to the daily chart and you say, hey, if they get below today's low, there's no reason for them to do that. That's a negative sign, and they're likely headed lower. Intraday, in real time, inside the number members, will have a beat on the information, what's going on, if we need that kind of discussion. Obviously. About the 100-period moving average. Look at the convergence of moving averages there. 100-period moving average, 50-period moving average. Short of the gap, however, they're going to get up into those moving averages. Remember, again, the bull case. They tested, once again, the 20-period moving average on the weekly chart and bounced off of it. They're doing nothing but eating time off the clock around the highs, period. That's the bull case from a weekly chart perspective. Close a week below that 20-period moving average, things change. Market's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. Their job, and this is really the job of Trick & Company, also known as the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew, their job is to make you believe that everything's fine after it wasn't just the day before. The market movement drives the conversation. They forget about what the conversation was yesterday as if anything changed. All right, here's where you want to pay attention. Here's where the trade was. Here's where the money was made. We're going to go over the commentary, circle back to stocks on the move. The early thoughts, turnaround Tuesday. Funny how that works. Here comes another rip-your-face-off rally, a.k.a. a short squeeze, a pie-in-the-face. Call it whatever you want. The folks that purchased weekly put options expiring Friday are getting a pie-in-the-face. Garden-variety market behavior. And I know there are some of you out there that are now hitting the dislike button. I get it. And this morning, it will be what variant? We really don't need the Build Back Better plan, piece of legislation anyway. All that stuff. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's funny when you think about it. At least to me. The numbers are straightforward. SPY 459.87 is important. It's the gap left open from Friday. But there's a secondary tail, which I'm going to show you later. Opening the day above or simply getting above and closing candles above opens the door for a test of the zone between 461.75 
and 462.25. 462.25. That's nowhere near 459 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Certainly nowhere near where we picked up the SPY early in the day. The other side, which is lower, there's a lot of space between yesterday's closing price and where she's opening today. How does that impact traders looking for numbers? They're harder to come by in no man's land. I realize there's a typo there. It's the wrong grammar. I'm working fast in the morning. Sometimes I make mistakes. We know what happens with stocks on the move. When the market is rallying in a relief rally kind of formation, a lot of the stocks that would normally be heading lower into a destination, they're not. They're floating around. They're headed higher. So therefore, it takes a lot of the opportunity away from traders. That's just the way things work. Let's scroll up, see what else we have, because it's going to start to get juicy in a moment. Let me guess. Where is the short? And yes, there is one if they get there. 462.25, give or take, if reached, on a secondary push after the open is the spot where I'm willing to step up with a short trade. And that was really if they ran up there in the morning, right? A secondary push from the pre-market. Either way, we're going to let them get the thing open and go from there. Where's support? 458.10. If they run a test and continue closing candles above, she's likely good for a move higher. That's our pivot at the time. This is still pre-market. Right after the opening bell, nice trade on Geis. We'll get back to stocks on the move later. Now they're trading out five minutes into the day. I'm waiting on 458, give or take. Back and forth. You can read the notes, go back to the charts, and double check the work. Let me get to some juicy stuff. Here's what happens to enable the gap to be opened down at 455. And they're trading out. Read the notes, go back to the charts. Here's your low of day, 457.10. Below that, the door is open for 455. We don't know they'll get there, but the doorway would be open. Above the pivot, and it's another leg higher. That leg higher would begin with the gap, which I'm still not interested in shorting, by the way. That was the gap left open from Friday. We talked about that before. I don't want to short that. Can't tell you how many traders were hammering my email about a short trade. And that, my friends, is indicative of the email indicator. What's the email indicator? When I get a bunch of emails all asking the same thing, guess what? It's like everything else. The majority of time, the majority of people are just going to be wrong. They're getting sucked in by the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. All that stuff we discussed, the tinfoil hat event, the turn, a short squeeze, a rip-your-face-off rally, they made a higher low yesterday, it's Christmas week, the volume's going to get light, all those things are pointing to why I want to be bullish, not try and fight the tape. Let's keep going. You're going to see something pretty cool. They tested the pivot. Now they're going up. 459.88 is the gap and magnetic at some point. Now focus on this. 10.30. Here's what I'm thinking. They're either pulling back in a bullish type of pattern, which will create a launch pad effect to get back to and through the pivot, or they're going to continue dripping lower to fill the gap. IWM and transports and financials all strong. The bull case has the nod intraday. Let's say they go all the way down to 455. Is it a buy? Yes, but you have to be willing to buy a little bit lower. Now stay with me on this. Time is more important than price. It's time for them to bounce if they're going to go back up north. Now, the new short-term hurdle is 457.40, which is the gateway to 458.30. If they fail, it's back down to 455. 
time is more important than price. That was 10.43 a.m. Here we go. What's this candle? About 10.40. They're down around 4.57. Time is more important than price. Where does that come from? Comes right out of the course. Lazy e-mini trader. This was a textbook trade. Here it is. 10.48. For those interested, long against the low is a low-risk opportunity. Currently under 4.57. That's currently trading under 4.57. The low is 4.56.31, and closing candles below opens the door for 4.55. Trader's choice. So what we're saying is that it's a low-risk opportunity because you're close to the stop. If you have to lose, you want to lose small and fast. The rest is history. We're moving along. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts. Here it is. Traders long the SPY or any other vehicle, 458.30, give or take, should be a profit zone. So think about it for a second. That was about 13 S&P handles from the entry, probably a little bit more. If they get above, they'll run some. So already, it's a nice trade. It becomes a risk-free, emotionless trade. What is that? When you put profit in your pocket, now you're playing essentially with the house's money or at least a portion of it. And if they come back down to where you entered the trade, you just exit, you still have a profit. That's a risk-free, emotionless trade. Think about this one, 1107. This is one of those trades where you need to have a trailer. What's a trailer? It's a piece of the trade you hold for the grand prize. If they confirm above the pivot by closing candles above, they can run all day. What's the prize? 462.25. That's the grand prize if they were going to do it. They did it. And we're moving along. By 11.47, in technical terms, the SPY trade is now a free ride and a home run. Make sure you book profits along the way. The grand prize is still 462 and a quarter. As they get close, it will become magnetic. We don't know they will get there, but if they do, it's overhead resistance. Was it overhead resistance up here, 462 and a quarter? They got there. Overhead resistance doesn't mean they immediately collapse. Overhead resistance means that's where they're going to stop going higher for a while. If they eat time off the clock, what they're telling you is that it's temporary resistance and they're going to have another leg higher. Where was that next leg higher going? We'll get to that in a moment. Where did we go as high of day? High of day was 463.21. Here's something what derails the rally. We didn't need to worry about that, but you need to know just in case. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts. You know the routine. And for the record, the SPY trade is over for me. I didn't go all the way to target. Why is that? It was a home run, a tremendous trade, and here was my thought process. They could have went sideways for a while, all day long, or up until they got to that number, 461.20 or so, and then they could have had another leg higher later in the day. Frankly, I really didn't want to sit around and watch it all day. It was a tremendous trade. You take what they give you. You're happy about it. I don't watch what I could have got, should have got, would have got. Doesn't matter to me. We're moving along. Now, this is important, so pay attention. This is where we are. They still haven't reached the grand prize. However, the tape is bullish, and they should be able to do so. Obviously, they did. Many of you want to know if that's a short. My response at the time was, why not ride it up with the long trade from 457? Fighting the tape, and they may have been riding it up, but they still wanted to short there. Either way, fighting the tape is not the best idea on the board. Might work, but it's not for me today after the whopper on the way uptown. That's my thought process. I don't have to be in every possible trade. You know who does? 
the people that overtrade, and you know who you are. And by 1.30, they got to the grand prize, yada, 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 pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. Stocks on the move. Nike, General Mills, MU, which is Micron, and Citrix, CTXS. The one that didn't hit was Micron. It's off the board. It's a no trade. We're going to take a look at the charts of the other three. Before we go over to Stocks on the Move, I want to show you one more thing. It factored into the full stack, or at least I believed I had a pretty good full stack this morning with that buy zone. Check this out. Here's the E-mini. This is the ES contract. So here's the gap left open from yesterday. 45.71. Now, why is it different, and it is different, than the SPY? And the simple answer is because this closes at 4.15 and the SPY closes at 4 o'clock. Here's the SPY chart. Here's 4 o'clock. Closing price, 4.55. So now, let's check out what happened today. Here's low of day. 45.72 and a quarter. This price was 45.71. They did not fill the gap. What do we talk about all the time? If they come up short and start to trade away, it's generally a bullish sign. They'll be back later, some other time, whatever it is. But for now, that's a bullish sign when they miss the gap. They're leaving traders at the altar on purpose. They're waiting for the gap. Whether it's to exit a short trade or enter a long trade, they're left at the altar. We see this stuff all the time. We talk about it all the time because it happens all the time. Nike. Now, this is going to look different than the norm. Why is that? Because there were three short trades on the board today and one long side trade. It's a little bit of a unique anomaly. It's a little unique from the norm, but as we go forward, not necessarily over the next few days per se, but as we go forward, expect to see more short trades on the board when, if, and whenever the trend is confirmed, changed. Sometimes you're in a buy the dip environment. Other times you're in a sell the rip environment. We're going to trade this thing both ways. So Nike was a short trade. Price number one, 166.90. Price number two, pretty close by, 168.81. They spiked it by a little bit, but came right back in. They did the deal, making a low here of 164.71. Your average is in here somewhere, 167.75. That is the minimum required base hit. Runner rounds first, goes back to the bag. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Citrix, also a short trade. Really didn't work. So 92.20, 94.94. You could see it was resistance. They came back down halfway to about a break even, and then they kind of trended the rest of the day near the second number. So officially, it didn't work. Wouldn't exactly call it a shit burger. Maybe a little bit of a slider, you know, from one of those cocktail parties. Finger food. It's all right. Listen, they're not all going to work 100% of the time. That's just not the reality, especially when the market is in the midst of a short squeeze. The short trades tend to be a little bit tougher. And then we come to General Mills. 64.08 was the number posted on the board. Low of day, 64.07. Pretty remarkable. Rip higher away from that. Nice rocket ride. The rest is history. Traders could have taken whatever profit they wanted. It was right back to 65.50. That's a buck and a half in a matter of a minute or two. This one and the SPY trade certainly wipe out the Citrix slider. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, here they come up to run a test of the 20-period moving average. Shocker. Anybody that's taken the course, lazy e-mini trader, will see that time is more important than price, and it'll become a no surprise 
that today was a bounce day across the board, specifically in this case with the IWM. What baffles me sometimes is when traders ask questions after I make a post about the lazy e-mini trader or about what I'm saying, about the fact that it's out of the course, all that stuff, and they've taken the course. When you don't grasp the foundation of how the markets work, which is about a third or half of the course that I teach in terms of the material, then I would watch the course at least two or three more times. If you watched it once and picked up about 10% of the material and moved on, here's what's not going to happen. You're not going to have wild success if you don't fully comprehend how the market works. Where's the IWM going? Two and a quarter. Talked about it last night. I'm saying it again. Two and a quarter, give or take. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Any shocker here? Run a test of a breakup candle low, spike the low, finish above it, nice rally the next day. Where are they headed? Right into the convergence of moving averages, no doubt in my mind. However, they'll probably spike it, and that's the number that came out of the calculator. 16,300, the number's a touch higher, I'm rounding. That's a spot, if reached sooner than later, where we would expect to find A, a reaction in the other direction, and B, overhead resistance. Maybe they get up to 16,400, but in that zone. I would put that on a sticky note. What about the Qs, the folks out in Silicon Valley? Busted through the 50 period moving average, heading for the 100. This is a classic relief rally. Now, by the way, check this out. We talked about the spider with the higher low. Look at this. How about a lower low? That's different. That's interesting. That's a puzzle piece. I'd put that one on the table. Still supported by the 100 period moving average, but not the same chart as the SPY. They were in a different position. These two lines, that was yesterday's price. If they came down further, that was a buy zone. They didn't get there. They missed it. Next time, it's not the same. We can wipe it off the board. Back down below today's low, no good for the Qs, or anybody else for that matter. XLF, any surprises? Of course not. They're getting a rally or bounce, relief rally, rip your face off, whatever you want to call it, along with everybody else. 2%, I wouldn't call it a rip your face off. It's a rally. They're going into the moving averages like everybody else. So I'm expecting a further rally higher, whether it's on Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday or not Wednesday and just Thursday. Either way, some assemblance or rendition of that is my expectation. Could Trick and Company show up, reverse the tape overnight, we wake up to a big gap down? It's possible. Anything's possible. I'm not expecting it. So be it. Smash Mouth, same routine. Yesterday into the 50 period moving average. Today, almost to the 20. Guess what? They're not going to stop there. Most likely, they're going to get above the 20. The trend is your friend. All that stuff comes back to the forefront. Remember, big swings in both directions. That's what this is. We talked about this at least a dozen, two dozen, three dozen times. This is the way the market works. You have to expect rip your face off rallies, drops or declines out of nowhere, big swings in both directions. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That's true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.